Bitch up. Power. Crank, crank it out. Turn, turn it out. K- KGB Radio, episode 22. Crank, crank it out. Wait, crank no, that's, it out. Wait, that's something else, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, that, you don't have to do it live. That was, that was very... Uh, wow. Uh, all right, well, uh, KGB Radio, episode 22, uh, official podcast of knowngriefers.com. I am your host, Rock. Uh, joining me tonight, Chris Linendahl. Oh, uh, don't come in right now. I'm wrapping Christmas presents. Mm, all right. All right, with the uh, with the sticky sock, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, also wrapping Christmas presents, uh, Mr. Pat Rock. Oh, I, I, I finished wrapping. Oh, all right. Okay. So uh, we got ourselves a got ourselves a nice little menage a three again tonight. Now it's now it's time for spanker shame. It's pretty nice. Got right. ourselves spanker, a spanker shame. I don't know what that what, when you're, what what are you saying? That's when you're that's when you're spanker shame. It's when you're all spanker done. Spanker shame. Yeah, and you feel disgusted with yourself and what you just did. That never happened. I feel, I feel triumphant. <laughs> okay. I feel like I feel like I dominated. Well, just like that time, you know, you try something that you think might be really awesome, like maybe taking a poopy on somebody, and then it's really, you know, it's awesome and exhilarating, and then when you're done with it, it's just, you have to clean it up, and that's where it all falls apart. Right? Um, no, I've never done that. Hmm? No. Skate no. man. I'm the skate man! Fair use. Yeah, that's never happened to me, ever. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, did uh, did you play? Did you play games, Chris? Play some games. You didn't. You didn't even intro the show. Yes, I did. No, oh, did you? I think you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, did. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Spank Corner. <laughs> yeah. Spank. Focus on the focus on the now here. Spank no. Circle. Actually, mm-hmm. it's like uh, social years. But there's only three of us with so the triangle. Uh, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. The pubic, the pubic pyramid. Ooh, that was good. Hosted by Alec Trebek. It's a game show. Um, it's a wrestling move. All right. <laughs> yeah, the pubic. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Speaking of that, uh, my girlfriend um, used to wrestle in high school, and uh, she uh, she was telling me that uh, she she was wrestling in a in a tournament, and um, this this. Like, this used to happen, you know, fairly frequently. Like, you know, obviously it's a lot of guys who wrestle typically. And, um, you know, <clears throat> they they would oftentimes try to, uh, you know, do things to her that, you know, a guy wouldn't do to another guy wrestler. You know, I mean, nothing like, you Classy. know, really bad, but, you know, humiliating stuff. So, like, she was saying that one, one time she was wrestling in, in this tournament and this guy uh, pinned her. But he, like, deliberately pinned her 
so that she was basically like the bottom in a 69 and like his balls were like right in her face. And she's like, really? Like, like she knew that it was like, you know, that it was deliberate. <laughs> she's like, are you fucking serious? Come on. Yeah, pretty bad. The old that's thrust women, takedown. That's why yeah. women shouldn't be allowed to wrestle. Um, I don't... Unless I don't. they're wrestling a delicious macaroni and cheese for me. Right? What was, uh, what was, what was Brett Hitman Hart's, uh, like, signature move? The, uh, the, uh, King Crab. Nope, you got this. The, you know it. Wait, hang you on, hang it. on. Wait, wait, give me one more, one more, one more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, uh... He's the, hit, he's the Hitman. Yep, yeah, he's the Hitman. Okay, so it's the, uh, it's the, uh, hang on, it, it's, it's the, the Havana, Havana <sighs> hit, Hitman, uh, Hustle. Yeah. yeah. The 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 linguini layabout. <laughs> That's the he's sh- Canadian. The sharpshooter. He's the sharp hitman. The sharpshooter? Isn't there a move similar to that that would fit in the pyramid <laughs> pubic pyramid kind of name? So I played SXSS. Yeah. What 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 the hell game did you play? SXX. That's not a thing. Sex. Mhm. SX. SSX. XSX. NXS. SSX. Yep, sorry, Michael Hutchinson's. Uh-huh. You have to hang him in the closet. Formerly SSX Deadly Descents, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and how was that? How did you like that? Seems okay. It seems like what I remember, but it seems exactly like what I remember. So, like, is it more... Like realistic, or is it like really no. arcadey? No, it's, it's super. They've arcade-y. always been really arcadey. I've never yeah, played one of those games. It's re- it's really floaty, and like you know, you're jumping like thousands of feet into cliffs and stuff, jumping out of a helicopter, and you know, it's super arcadey. Never, never played. Your guy, those. your guy glows when he gets like his power meter all the way up. Now there's dubstep, tricky uh, remix. The uh, Run DMC. It seems fine, but it seems like almost a re-release of the original games more than a new thing. Which I guess uh-huh. they haven't put out a new game in almost ten years, so people want. Yeah, that. they kind of stopped doing that franchise. I think mm-hmm. was the last one, the one that came out like with the Wii. Yeah, I'm escaping. So that man. barely counts. Yeah, that's stuck in my head now too. The yeah. uh, you know the main problem I have with. The demo? Hit me. Snowboarding. <laughs> the soundtrack. Uh, what it's is it? It's just like, it's like indie rock dance tunes. What is that? That, like, it would go great with like a PBR and a handkerchief. Mm, okay. All right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I can't really get into it. I mean, it, it seemed fine, but there was like two songs in the demo. And by the time I was done playing, I was never want to hear those songs again. Can, can I you think I know the bands. It was the Naked and the Famous. I don't know song called. Nope. You you know that you know the song. It Do sounds I? like a car commercial. Yeah. Oh, all right, sure. It was almost definitely in a car commercial or a Gap commercial. Okay. All right. I I was list, or I I saw some videos like maybe a month ago and it seemed like the the music it wasn't you know offensive or anything but every time that you'd build up that tricky meter or whatever and it would like go into that mode it would completely drown out everything and like. It would. It doesn't fit into the beat or anything. It's just like takes over all the sound. I 
I didn't have that experience at all. Okay, maybe that was it was a like when I had they were a, maybe I announced trailers or super, something. I had a super hard time actually getting the tricky mode to even work every time. Oh, okay. it seemed like it wouldn't register, and it it, it was somewhat poorly explained. Like they show you how to do it once in the beginning, and then there's no like on-screen indicators ever again. At least that I found. Just have to do like chain and a ton of tricks together. Or something. It's, yeah, it's basically just pushing buttons and pulling the triggers. <laughs> yeah. It's like super simple. I don't know. It seems fine. It seems worth maybe forty bucks, but I don't know if it's a full price game. Bring back for me. cool borders. Yeah, bring back Amp Three. Oh, I, I've actually I've only seen some of Amped. I think the original one, but I other than that, I don't. I'm not familiar with that franchise. I think those games are just like downloadable games in this day and age. Like the they're doing the Tony Hawk remix, the HD. Mm-hmm. That's a downloadable game. I think that's perfect. I think that's exactly what they need to do. Oh yeah. Oh, but, I, I didn't know that one was going to be downloadable. That'd be that's. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's basically Tony Hawk one and two, HD skinned, oh. and uh, it's going to be like fifteen bucks. Hopefully, they have the soundtrack. Exactly what I, God, I can't what wait. I, want. I can't wait for Tony Hawk HD. Like I'm really yeah. excited for that. Tony Hawk one was among the first PS1 games that I owned. And, um, yeah, I mean, to your point, Pat, the soundtrack, the soundtrack in that first game is incredible. I highly doubt that they're going to have it. In fact, I feel like EA has said, or not EA, uh, Activision has said something along the lines of, like, you know, we're you know, we're trying to figure something out for the soundtrack. I, I feel like they probably won't have the original soundtrack. I think, I think they've committed oh. to getting half of them and then getting half new songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but, like, you oh, know, God, that game All was... the consoles have custom soundtracks nowadays anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, that was just like, you know, that, that was an iconic part of that game for me. Right. was, yeah, totally. you know, like cruising around the, the warehouse listening to Police Truck or, you know, that, yeah, that I'm other... Yeah, sure I'm know. sure they'll still get Primus and, you know, those songs. That was not, No, that, I... I, yeah, I was a race car driver. I don't like Primus. I'm sorry. I don't like Primus. I... It's... I, I can't think of... Tony Hawk without that with Jerry as a race car driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, it's always Police Truck. Police Truck is always the Tony Hawk song to me. Yeah, yeah. That's like that Offspring song is to Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the Offspring's yeah. a lot more annoying than the Dead Kennedys yeah, ever yeah. were. <laughs> it is. Yeah. They annoy the shit out of me. I'm for some Crazy Taxi. Hmm. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, really. All right. Uh, no, I played Snoopy on uh, Snoopy vs. the Red Baron on PS2. Uh, oh, I tried a, the demo to that. That was like, really it's good. It's pretty good. It's, uh-huh. it's a reskinned Ace Combat game by Namco on PS2 for $5. When did this happen? Oh, I don't know. Probably 2002. Oh, okay. Two right. summers ago? Oh, like, yeah. They put, they put it on an Xbox One a couple years ago. It's, it's supposed to be almost the same. That's ten bucks. Well, that sounds like a it's cute. thing. It's fine. It's an arcade airplane game. Yeah, if you like, yeah. if you like peanuts. Yeah, and who no, doesn't? Not even. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's for dumb people. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. Hey, if I want to read something funny, I'll read Marmaduke. All right. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where Ziggy. I go for my comedy gold. Yeah, or Ziggy or or Kathy, because who doesn't hate Mondays, right? Ack! <laughs> it's oh, Monday. That's, what it was. that's Garfield. Uh, oh, oh, don't get me started on Garfield. Garfield's also a piece of shit. Uh, so, uh, Pat, how about you? Uh, did you, did you play any games? I, 
Um, no, I, I only played a little bit of Rhythm Heaven, uh, whatever the new one is. The Wii Rhythm Heaven that came out. Uh-huh. No one's familiar with that. That's a lot of fun. It's kind of, it's pretty addicting. Keep you pull, keep pulling you back, but it's, and rhythm games are pretty tough. I think I have pretty good rhythm, and that one still manages to be really challenging, like, consistently. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, it's like a series that's been on, I think it started on, like, Game Boy Advance, and then moved on to the DS, and it's, it's really simple where you just have to, uh, you know, either press one or two buttons at the same time. There's no, like, waggle or anything. It's strictly A or B button or both in time with uh, going on the screen and also the music. And you can almost play the game with your, like, eyes closed, like, once you learn all the cues and everything. But huh. it's, it's a lot of fun, yeah. Well, that's cool. Did you play anything that's else? That's all I played, though. Oh, okay. No, but I was... It's a little bit ago when I was... Was it waxing nostalgic? No, it's it's it hasn't been long enough. But uh, I was thinking about Red Red Dead Redemption again. I know, I dude, I uh, the last time we were playing online, I was like, hey, we should play some Red Dead, and nobody wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, that, I would like that game's a lot of again. fun. Maybe we'll tonight after uh, the show. <laughs> yeah, and like back when it came out, I bought the the Undead Nightmare. Oh, I still don't have that. Yeah, and it's just been sitting there, and I think I. After you know, setting aside Red Dead after like for months, I tried to just start the Undead Nightmare, and it's really difficult. And like the zombies respawn, or maybe they don't respawn, but they're just constantly coming in. They and uh, okay, because it was it was difficult, and it I didn't make it very hard. far. <laughs> but My, I'd like to give that another shot since it, I remember the controls now. It's a lot more about bullet conservation. Okay. And, and headshots. I actually switched the targeting to auto. And it automatically oh, yeah. goes for a headshot, and that makes it manageable. My girlfriend has Undead Nightmare, and she, she likes it quite a bit. It's good. It's just a lot different playing than the main game. So if you're trying to play like the main game, you're going to have a difficult time. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's where she has a slight advantage, because she's never played the original game. She She basically started out with Undead Nightmare. Um, so I feel like if she if she completes Undead Nightmare, or at least plays a good bit of Undead Nightmare, and then plays just regular Red Dead, she'll probably have a pretty easy time of it. Yeah, yeah, possibly. She's also a lot oh, better at oh. Skyrim than I am. Yeah, speaking of Skyrim, I also I did I played like a couple hours of Skyrim. That's the first yeah. time since like December I played it. Yeah, so did I. Um, so it was I just spent the time getting used to like what how to play again, and I went up to the uh, Greybeards, you know, the doing the whole yeah. s- steps. With my my mountain goat companions, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to getting back into that now. Sweet, but that's all I did. All right. Well, uh, I um I, I I've been playing uh still playing Amalur, still playing uh Amalur, and um oh, that game is killing me. Oh no! Like I'm so bummed out when I play that game. That's not good. Just because, like, I know that, it, like, like I decided that I need to stay away from side quests because they are very, very, very abundant, but not very fun to do. Um, and so I feel like I'd, I'd probably, I feel like I'd probably have a lot more fun, uh, you know, if I was. Uh, 
if I just kind of stuck to like the story, um, the, like the main storyline and maybe some of the faction quests and stuff. Then just why those... don't you just do that? Well, yeah. that's that's what I'm going to start doing now. Um, yeah. But even even that is is a pain in the ass because th- that stuff is like basically the faction and main storyline quests are spread, you know, really far apart, and it's kind of meant that like the side quests are kind of in between to kind of like break it up. Uh, which really sucks because it's like, hey, you, you, you know, you're, either way, you're going to be kind of bored for a while. Whether you're doing side quests to get you to the next area, or whether you just run to the next area, it's going to take you a long time, and it's not going to be very much fun. Uh, so, how many hours are you into it? Um, about twelve, fifteen, somewhere around there. Yeah, you're done. Uh, no, I'm not done, but I'm, I'm really demoralized. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to play much more of that game. Do you feel like the story is exciting? You trying no. to do something? No. No. I the, is there the, is there a big MacGuffin you're trying to kill? Not that I know of. Oh great. The, the thing is that I've spent the majority <laughs> of my time just knocking out side quests, and um, you know now that I've kind of got a, a different focus. I, uh, you know, I was excited for a while, and you know, I, I started today with a kind of a, a new, a new look at the uh, uh, at the game, um, and uh, it it it's just it's not working. It's not working for me. Um, mostly because everything is so far apart. If you're just avoiding side quests, uh, and the problem is like you come into a new town or a new village, and you just see on your on your map a whole bunch of exclamation points. Um, but I don't know that I need to avoid them. Like, like I, I would have to go and talk to all those quest givers um, to find out, like, oh, are you just going to give me another stupid side quest, or is this part of a faction quest? So, it's just, like, I, as much as I'm trying to, it, it, it's really hard to avoid the really boring bits. It, it, this is very disappointing for me. I'm never playing that game. Don't. Not me neither. Seriously, don't. I, I, I can't recommend this game to anyone other than, like I said last week, um, you know, like, like if you are, you know, very new to RPGs, go for it. But, and this will be in my, in my article that, uh, that by the time you hear this will probably be up already. But, um, you know, like it, it's, it's one of the things that I, that I found with, uh, you know, with, with like, the RPGs that I play, you know, like Skyrim, Mass Effect, stuff like that. Um, what I typically do is, you know, like like the the, the main storyline quest is is usually you, you pretty much know what that one is. So I'll pretty much avoid that one and do all the side quests in the area to make sure that I've got you know a lot of gear and experience and you know have leveled up a bit. Uh, and then I'll you know once I've done all that stuff and there's nothing left to do, then I'll do the storyline stuff to move it along. And um, you know, like in games like like Mass Effect and The Elder Scrolls and stuff, that that's generally okay to do because the side quest stuff is usually pretty fun and it's 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 compelling. Um, but in Amalur, it's not. It, it's it's just it's really boring stuff that usually involves just a lot of running around, like in between places. Like it's just it's not fun. I'm just I'm not having fun with it. I guess that's what happens when you sell a MMO as a RPG. Well, and that, that's the that's the the funniest part is that like like playing this game, I really see like no you you could like you don't have to do anything to this game really you don't have to make it bigger you don't have to do anything to it and 
you know, pretty much just take it online and you already have an MMO, which really blows when you're playing that solo. <laughs> like, as, as any of our listeners who, who have played MMOs know, like, playing an MMO on your own is really boring. Um, that's basically what this feels like. It feels like I'm playing an MMO without even the option of playing with someone else. So that really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I can't say I didn't warn you. No. And, and I, you know, I, I, I went into it, you know, with, with pretty low expectations. Just like all my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said something disparaging about ex-girlfriends today. Oh no, it was their parents. Never mind. Um, (laughs) I also I played a little bit of Skyrim, uh, just because it it had been a long time, and after after playing Amalur, I just I needed to play something that I knew was good, and then a I palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. But then I realized that uh, I was at a, a story point in the uh, in the uh, Mages College section um, that was really shitty, so I had to go through this terrible terrible dungeon, and uh, I'm really regretting my decision to focus on magic at this point. Um, so that that really sucked too. <laughs> that ended up also being a demoralizing experience. Magic seems like not a fun way to play that game. It's not very... The, the, the problem is that like um, until you get like really, really, really specialized, especially when you're talking like destruction magic, until you get really high up in the trees, it's not power. It's not very powerful. Like, they're, like in this dungeon that I was in, uh, Labyrinthian, there, there are these... Um, uh, there are a lot of... It's basically filled with Draugr. And like the standard just Draugr is, is pretty easy to kill with magic, but any other kind of dragger, whether it's a restless or a white, it takes forever to kill with magic. And like I, I'm already up to the point where like I'm using fire spells on these guys, and um, I've got like the, the the like the level like the tier two um, uh, like fire specialization on the skill tree, um, so that uh, you know like my my fire magic is doing more damage and stuff. And it still takes forever to kill these guys, and it's it's terrible. Like I I really regret my decision to focus on magic. I mean, like, my... Should have, been a, should have been a kitty cat. No, that's not the problem. But, mm-hmm. like, like my, my girlfriend is playing it, and, uh, you know, she she's, like, just like a, a fucking tank. She's she's using heavy armor and, like, two-handed weapons, and she is literally just, just, like, dominating shit. She's having a blast. And, uh, I, I, like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that she's having so much fun with it. I'll play that game eventually. Yeah. 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 Um so So yeah. the story about the parents, Pat. Yeah. I yeah, was... get into that. That's a lot of fun oh, yeah, for me. Yeah. So I'd started uh seeing this girl who I had worked with for a long time. I'm gonna go ahead and, and... say that this is pretty much your fault though. <laughs> and um she was cute. She was a couple years younger than me. She was just like graduating high school. Like it was the summer that she was graduating. And she had a boyfriend, so I, you know, I worked my magic on her, and was like, you know, this guy, boop-a-doop, boop-a-doop, <laughs> let me move in. So, you know, I'm downstairs in the basement, and, you know, we're laying on the couch, I'm warming up my fingers inside of gotcha. this girl. Yep. So then her dad walks down the stairs, like, ninja style, almost completely silent, comes up behind the couch that we're laying on, what the, grabs me like walks me up the stairs by like the hood of my my hoodie like throws me out of the door and wasn't allowed to go back there i was a badass i was a badass i had a lip ring i had tattoos i was too fucking punk rock for this guy wow yeah 
That's the coolest I ever watched. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I've been trying to recapture that for the past ten years. That's yeah. that's that's rough. And that's the story of why girls' parents don't like me. Sounds like it's it's warranted. Yeah, that's what I said. He kind of he kind of earned that. I and then of course I had to counter that that I typically am in the situation where um, my my girlfriend's parents generally really like me. I but then, was just saying he should. You know, I don't have a lip ring. Or tattoos. Why wouldn't you? Kn- why wouldn't you knock? If you're coming in, <laughs> um, just because you're you know. a dad. It's my house. Yeah, I. If I was a dad, I wouldn't do that. I know what you're. I know what you kids are doing down there. I could have beat his ass. Could have uh, beat his ass. I don't know. I don't know. He's lucky. He's lucky. <laughs> yeah, pussy. I guess so. yeah. Fucking pussy. She, he would have gone down so quick. She probably would have married you at that point. Like, hey, hey, I beat up your dad. Uh, right, that's like a thing, her. right? I was done with her. Oh. I got what I wanted. Well, it didn't seem like he did. It <laughs> seems like he got kind of cut short. Well, I tell myself. Whatever. <laughs> All right. No, whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever you gotta. Young do. love. Is is yeah, that what that was? That was the that was the last time I was in love. Ah, <laughs> oh, seventeen. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, like for for the last like. I don't know, a couple of weeks or so, I, I've had a real jonesing for a space flight sim. I Really? Yeah, for, for years I have loved space flight sims. I just I, th- I just think they're great. I, I secretly want to be a spaceman, I guess. And um, I, I, I own a couple of them. And um, so I went through this whole bullshit today of like trying to get like an older one to, uh, to work. It was um, Star Lancer. It's a, it's really good. It was actually made by the same guys who did uh, Wing Commander, and um, I, I like it a Mark lot. Mark Hamill? But, uh, no, no, he he was just in mm. it. Uh, oh, he no, didn't make that. It's the uh, the Taylor brothers. Jonathan um, Taylor. John. Jonathan Thomas. Taylor Thomas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Tim Allen. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the maximum resolution for that game is uh, 1024 by 768. So it looks like shit. Um, and, and I, I tried to do some, uh, some, you know, any, uh, massaging to, uh, get it to work at a, at a better resolution and it just, it won't work. So, um, that, that, that was pretty terrible. And, um, I, I've just been looking around trying to find a new space, space flight sim. I've got a really great flight stick and everything. And I just, yeah, I, I've got the urge and I, I need to satisfy it. TIE fighter. So no, that, that would look even worse. Um, I uh, th- there's actually this one really great one that that nobody I know seems to have ever heard of. It's called it's called Tachyon the Fringe. Oh, with Bruce Campbell. Yes, yeah, with Bruce Campbell as the main character, and he he's basically Ash. Like he's basically just playing Ash again, and um, that that is a really really fun game. I I think that game is fantastic, but it would also probably look like shit on a modern modern monitor. So, yeah, I. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of them right now. I know that there are a few like new ones that are out. There's like like Evocron, uh, Mercenary, um, and uh, Soul Exodus, but uh, probably won't play either of those. But I, I definitely got to scratch that itch of of space flight sim goodness. So I'll find something. I got to do it. I, I have to. I'm compelled. <laughs> it's not related to that at all, except for maybe through Tie Fighter to Lucas Arts. Did you ever? Uh, get around to trying any more of Full Throttle? 
No, no, I was going to, and then I realized that um, I was supposed to get some tips from you on how to make Scum VM work better, and uh, I didn't get those, so... Oh, shit! There was no point. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, yeah. I take responsibility for that, then. Maybe, maybe oh, just send me, send me an email or something. Yeah, well, okay. I think... I looked over the readme for Scum VM, and it's it's pretty. Yeah, there's there's some good information in there. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll have to look I'll, over I'll, that. I'll summarize it for you then. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that that would be perfect because I, I I can't be bothered to read that right now. Okay. I'm a busy man. Yes. Um, I feel like I played something else, but I I guess I really didn't. I um, it, it's been a really depressing week in gaming. I'm I'm. I'm really down right now. I, I didn't play anything that I actually had fun with this week. So, that's pretty cool. Not always winners. Oh, man, there was this one space flight sim called, uh, it's called Star Shatter. And uh, it's cool, because like, you start out as just like a, like a fighter pilot in a fleet. And um, it, like there are just like missions that are... Um, kind of like on a on a time limit for you to take them, and then you know like new missions come up and stuff. And uh, it, it's pretty cool because you 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 take different missions, and um, you you like as you rank up, you you gain access to like different ships and stuff. And then um, once you reach a certain rank, you can actually um, get promoted to like captain of a capital ship, which is really okay. cool. You you know that then you're, you're it's a little bit more. Um, you know, it's basically like like a, like pulled out to the next level. So you're now in direct control of a of a capital ship instead of just like a fighter ship. And um, at that point, the game just basically stops working, which sucks because like that right. seems like it would be really fun. You know, like like piloting around a, a big ass capital ship, and you know, it's a little bit more strategic that way. But um, at that point, the game basically just breaks. Like uh, you you have like automated turrets that like shoot down uh, like enemy torpedoes and stuff, and um, for for no explainable reason whatsoever, they will just randomly stop working. Uh, so your only defense against incoming torpedoes is now gone for no reason. Like the turrets are still there and they're still functioning perfectly, um, but they they just won't work. And then your capital ship is basically worthless. Um, Was this game made in Europe? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I know that it was made by a very, very, very small team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was made in Europe. It's possible, sure. It seems like it. But, like, you know, there are some, uh, like, like Evocron Mercenary uh, was made by one guy. It's a single guy who made the entire game. And it seems like a pretty cool game. It's like a very, like, like open-worldy uh, type of game where it's just like, no, do, you know, do whatever. There's a whole shitload of stuff for you to do, and you can just do whatever you, you know, do whatever you feel like. Um but I, I just think it's impressive that, uh, you know, a, a single guy, you know, did pretty much the entire game. Hmm. Huh. Pretty darn cool. Uh, so, yeah. Microsoft Flight Sim. I have one. Um, I have a, it's, it's a World War II um, Flight Sim, and uh, it's, it's not very fun. Um... I, I, I don't like playing like World War II shooters are okay and like 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 regular like reality based um, flight sims are, are all right but I, I much prefer uh, space I much prefer space sims. In the early days of PC gaming, my grandfather was really into uh, submarine sims with like tactical oh, maps geez. and he was, he had maps up on his wall with like thumbtacks in it. Wow, oh, that man. was the worst. That was the that was the worst. Games were wow. horrible. 
You yeah, that like seems really boring. You virtually drive your submarine doors, and you might find another one. You couldn't turn around if you went past it. It was the worst. I don't and a submarine, I'm sure, it doesn't turn very quickly. No, it doesn't. But they're delicious. What's your favorite sub? Yeah. Uh, something spicy. I uh I, I I have been told that this sandwich is called a Boston Manhattan transfer. Um, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, but it's it's. Uh, I usually just get it's uh it's it's a ham, uh, lettuce, mayonnaise, American cheese, and pepperoni. On that's on. a ham. That's a ham sub. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people at Subway are like, oh yeah, it's a Boston Manhattan transfer. I'm like, I don't know Fuck what that them. is. Yeah, Fuck they're them. they're stupid. They're dumb. I like idiots. a good I like a good meatball sub. Oh. With, you know, not meat. But still, a good ball sub with some cheese on top. Mm. Also, okay. a good turkey Wait, sub without with meat? mayo. How does that work? Well, you use, like, a meat replacement. Like soy. Like soy meat. Ugh. Seriously, Pat? Come on. Ugh. Oh, eggplant and parm. That's really good, too. Ugh. What are you talking <laughs> about? What do you eat? Slim Jims? Not often. I think that what Pat is saying is that Pat, Pat prefers meat, right? Can't deny it. Yeah, I heard that about you. Yeah. I gave you some time for that one. What's your favorite yeah. kind of sub? Uh, I don't know. Something not from Subway. Oh, man. Merinos. Merino subs. In Saratoga? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those Delicious. are really good. I like uh, a sub with shredded lettuce instead of leafy lettuce. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because the, the leafy lettuce kind of the leafy lettuce kind of like squirts out the side. Yeah, yeah, it slides around a little bit too much, and it's possible yeah. to like if you don't completely bite through, you pull out like a whole shitload of lettuce, yeah. and that yeah. sucks. You get lettuce, or you get uh, like lettucey mayonnaise, mayonnaise on your chin. You need the shredded lettuce, and it mixes with the condiments, and it stays where it should be. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I've put a lot of thought into my sandwich artistry. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, it makes uh, makes perfect sense to me. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the sandwiches. I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move into a break. How's that sound? Does that sound good? Yeah. Great, because yeah. I have to go pee. <laughs> um, so we are gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about news and some other bullshit. So stay tuned. We will be right back. And we are back. Chris, what was the song bringing us in? That was a uh, dance Super, super group, super fun time of Montreal. Suffer for fashion. Suffer coming for... at you on ATB Radio hits number one. Yeah, yeah, that's ninety-five point nine. That's correct. Yeah. Rewind. I really like of Montreal. I I always feel like ninety-five point nine. I, it's in your head. I, I always feel like if people, and I, I wish I didn't have to feel like this, but I feel like if if like like people who are uh, 
kind of like super alpha hear me listening to of Montreal, they're immediately going to be like fag. Oh yeah, it's super gay. It, it's it's very gay. <laughs> Even though the the guy himself, as I understand it, is straight or at least used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still is, but I know that he was. Uh, you know what I mean? So so I always. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot, but I wish that I didn't have to feel that way. I, I say that's that's society's fault. It's like a yeah, it is. Yeah, alpha over here. <laughs> so alpha. Epsilon. Got a tribal tattoo. It's pretty sweet, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So where anyway, what? Where? Oh, it's uh, it's on my bicep. Oh, where else does it go? Come on. Okay, that's true. Does I may as well like have been barely... born with it there. Does it like not quite match up when it circles around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tattoo. Is your well, basketball number in the middle of it? Yeah, <laughs> the, the tattoo guy. He's a he's a buddy of mine. You know, he he had a homemade tattoo gun made out of a uh, cassette motor and guitar string. Mm-hmm. He had to go so, back to 1992 to get that cassette motor. He was really fucking hammered <laughs> when he did it. <laughs> But uh, it, to answer your question, Chris, uh, no, it was my football number. That's in the oh, middle sorry. of that. Yeah, coach would have put me in sixty-nine, the, right? The third quarter, <laughs> we would have gone to state. Totally, state, state champion. All right, well, you're derailing this pretty well. Let's move on. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was bad. Uh, so we're going to talk about the news, news of the world. Beep. Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, this was kind of a weird-ish week for, for news because uh, a lot of stuff happened, but not much of it was interesting. The things that did happen, though, uh, you know, the, it, it was it was a separation of very very like very few huge stories and a shitload of very small stories. So one of the biggest stories, Mass Effect Three, Day One paid DLC. That's yep. that's a thing, and it's happening. Gentlemen, thoughts for true fans. For, or purchasers of collector's editions. Right. So true fan. Chris, how uh, how do you feel about the uh, release of, uh, of Day One DLC for pay? I tried to get the edition. I still haven't found a viable option for getting it yet. But huh. uh it's going to be like 40 hours of gameplay in the game anyway, so by the time I'm done with it, I'm almost certain that the Day 1 DLC will be available for purchase. Er, what? Well, it, it's available what? for purchase on Day 1. Like no, no, the <laughs> the Day 1 DLC is box. Right. And the Collector's Edition is an extra 15 to 20, depending on where you buy it. True. That's true. So, it kind of evens out in the end. Well, but there's also stuff that comes with the collector's edition. That's true. Above and I'm beyond sure that, that. that will, but I'm sure that stuff will be DLC of some future anyway. It usually is. You're gonna download a Fabric N7 patch. I would love to see what? you do that. What else am I gonna do with a Fabric N7 patch? I'm gonna throw it in a drawer and never touch it again. I'm gonna put it on a jacket so everybody knows wow, that guy's awesome. a nerd. Mm-hmm. Yep. The virginity is strong with this one. Yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. Uh, Except the opposite of that. Um. I don't know. I don't care. I think it's fine. Okay. Uh, Pat, I'll buy it. I'll, it I'll buy like... it either way. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I kind of. I thought it was pretty interesting for a little while. Then I totally stopped caring. And now I have no opinion about it. <laughs> uh, 
I, I'm going to be getting the game, and I, as long as I have it, I can't remember if I have it reserved or not. I still haven't checked, and uh, so I'll. I mean, I'll have, I'll have it because of you know the collector's edition or whatever. But if I don't, you know, I don't know. It's going to take me probably a couple years to actually do that game anyway, so it's not going to matter. That's a good point. I mean, I, I guess my my main sticking point is is just that like, um, you know, Bioware has uh previously like like with like Mass Effect 2 and um like Dragon Age 1 um they both had day 1 DLC as well um but th- that was that was more so to like discourage um like trade-ins uh because it was free it was just like you know yeah. hey, oh, oh hey you bought the game new so here's some day 1 DLC um and that's fine you know like that's a, that's totally cool like if they want to if they want to put that in there as a as a preventative measure against people trading in the game that you know and make people pay extra f- you know for buying a used a used copy to get that stuff that's fine but um i just i feel really weird about about dlc that's on day 1 that's paid um i just feel weird about that i mean th- there's no to my eyes there's no good reason why they couldn't have just done it the way that they did it before because they have done it that way before, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it kind of seems like a greed thing. I don't know; it's hard not to see it that way. It, it is. It, it you know, like it, uh, I, I, the only other option was putting out for free, and that's certainly not going to happen, right? But it has happened. Yeah, they they With have EA? done that. Yes, yeah, Dragon Who? Age. Oh, uh, yeah, like they, the uh, online pass and Mass Effect Two. That that mm-hmm. they both had mm-hmm. free DLC on day one. Are you sure? I'm I'm absolutely what positive. What was Mass Effect? Zaid. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, that's different than a whole different. No, it isn't. It, it's it's an, no. it, it's an entirely different character who has a whole like like three hour story mission. Who, if you bought the game, I'm under used... the impression that From Ashes is a bigger chunk than a character. No. Right? No, it's no? not. It's it's a similar thing where they like you have the character and their like their little mission. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it, it seems to be exactly the same. Hmm. And I mean like like it, okay, spoiler alert. So everybody who doesn't want spoilers skip ahead a minute or two. Okay, I think we're clear. That I mean I think I think it's it's at least somewhat revelatory that the um you know, this DLC character is a Prothean. Like to me that that's kind of a BFD. Yeah, yeah um, I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a species that has so far only been you know read about in the codex, and you know you've just been finding their artifacts and their ruins throughout the galaxy, and now there is. I don't one. remember who they are. That they are the people who left behind the markers that uh, Shepard was get like was able to like uh, mind meld with, and and he was he that's how he was able to get the the the. Are like, they the giant crab people? No, that's those are the uh, the Reapers. Uh, right. The Protheans are the ones who left behind the markers that left the warnings about the Reapers. Basically, like, hey, watch out for these fucking guys. They they wiped us out. They weren't in the other games. No, no, they they've, sure? been, they've been gone for really? for thousands of years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're thinking of Geth. I think that's that's what you're thinking. Right. Of. You're thinking of oh, the yeah, Geth. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, I that's kind of weird. The Trixies. Yeah. They. So, so it, like to me, it, it seems like it, it's it's the equivalent of DLC that they have done in in their past games for free. That now they just basically were like, no, we're just going to charge you for it now. Like kind of arbitrarily, like yeah, we're just going to charge you for this now. 
Like it, it's like Pat said, it, it's hard not to look at that and just go like, oh, they they just want more money. I, yeah, yeah, I think I think ten dollars is a big investment for that little of content, but we'll see what it is and how important it is. Yeah. I mean, they're justifying it because it's, you know, for the fans or whatever, for hardcore fans. But I don't know. It seems like a big deal since it's it's been a race that's been just, like, kind of talked about, you know, the first two games. Yeah, I mean, it would be completely different if, if the, the character in this DLC was, like, a Krogan, you know, or a Turian. It's just like, oh, whatever. It's, you know, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Turian general. Like, BFD, who cares? You know, we know what Turians are, but this is a Prothean, like... Holy shit! You know, it, to me that that's a big deal. Um, it, it's just it's it's really weird. I don't know. I I don't. I'm not super comfortable but with it. And would you have paid for Zaid? I wouldn't have. Um, no, no. I I didn't really have that much fun with him. Right. I. He, you know. He I, barely factored into the main story. That doesn't. That doesn't matter. Bioware. Though. Because Bioware couldn't guarantee that everybody would have him, so he never played a crucial part in the main story. That's true, but some of their DLC did. Some of their DLC is, is considered Ooh. canon at this point. Oh, who gives a fuck? Like Shadow Broker. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like people didn't have to buy Shadow Broker, but the events in Shadow Broker are considered to be canon in Mass Effect 3. So, like, if Wait, you yeah, that's different than a character, though. It's, it's, it, they're both paid DLC. But it's not the same thing, though. It kind of is. Just because... So, because you buy a sandwich at the store and because you can buy a hammer at the store, they're the same thing? No, no, the the point is, is exactly. that No, the the point <laughs> I won that one. No, no, the the, Wait, the point I'm waiting is... for a car analogy. <laughs> a car analogy. It's oh never mind. Okay, all right. No, it's just it's 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 like like Zaid, you know, I I had Zaid on day one, and yeah, I mean, I did his story stuff, and, and that was, you know, it was okay, but I, I, I never used him in my party, and that was fine. I could have done without him, but, um, I mean, you know, we, we don't know the extent to which this Prothean character is going to, you know, is going to, to factor into the, sto- the story overall. Um, then why is everybody wetting their pants about it? Because it, it's, it's day one paid DLC, and, you know, people are, are pretty uncomfortable with that. Um, I guess the... Uh, don't the, fucking buy it! Well, and, Jesus you know, a Christ, lot of is it that fucking won't. hard? Well, that, is it that hard to not complain about it and not pay your money? Well, fucking eh, nerds, man! It's... Fucking nerds! <laughs> no, I mean, but it's still it's it's okay to have like discussions about these kind of things because yeah. it's it can be important because I don't know it's not the best direction that the uh, industry should be going in. Yeah, I mean, don't the... buy it; they won't do it anymore, right? No, they they probably still will, but I mean, you're still allowed to have an opinion, aren't you? You're allowed for your opinion to be wrong. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> is it is it stupid to get upset about something you know nothing about? Yes. Well, I think I think that people are just afraid of of what this means, you know, for for Bioware in general, and and for the direction that the studio is going. You know, I mean, a, a lot of people have been have been kind of nervous about it since since the EA acquisition a few years ago. But you know who owns EA or Bioware? EA. Yeah, that's what Not I'm talking fans. about. Well, right. yeah, of course, of course, but you know, fa- fans are are within their right to express some concern. Fans, but fans are just entitled shitheads who think they owe something. They're owed something because they bought, you know, the first two games. They don't owe them shit. They got the first two games. That's true, but I mean, uh, like one thing that I was thinking of was was that like, uh, like like to me, it seems it seems. Just looking at it from the, from this other perspective of like, well, I mean, you, you bought the first two games, 
So but you're you're probably that... going to want to see how the third how the series wraps up, right? Because this is I mean this is widely acknowledged as being the end, at least of Shepard's involvement mm-hmm. with the series, right? So you're going to really want to see you, how this you ends. Think you're... You think you're owed the thing that they're going to produce just because you want to see how it ends? No, no, no. That's that's not my point at all. My my point is that is that I I feel like EA, and this is speculation, but I feel like it's at least reasonable speculation that that EA might feel like they can kind of get away with doing something like this because they know that more people are going to want to get this because of the investment that they that they have with the series so far. You know what I mean? Let's say let's say that you buy an iPhone, and then a month later Apple comes out with a new iPhone. Are you owed the new iPhone because you bought the old iPhone? I think that's not a great analogy. It is. That's I that's actually it. a terrible analogy. <laughs> I don't think it is. Because they're they're not coming out with, with Mass Effect four a month after they're coming out with Mass Effect three. That's basically what your analogy means. But they're coming out with DLC day of Yeah. So let's let's say that you bought value a, a Burger King burger, right? Do they owe you the fries just because you bought the burger? No. You can get just the burger or you can get the meal that comes with the fries. They don't owe you fries just because you bought a burger. That's true, but I, I mean I think I think that the, the analogy here is like like let's say that you, you let's say that for a couple of years now, when you go to Burger King, you you buy a burger. Like you're not buying the meal, you just go, Hey, give me a whopper and they have gone, Oh, okay, guess what? That whopper comes with a free order of french fries here you go here's free french fries Mm -hmm. awesome cool so then you go to burger king and you go hey give me a whopper they go okay here's your whopper and you go oh okay cool do do i get you know do i do i get fries with that i mean i used to get i used to get no the fries are fries are extra now i mean sure like you know you're still getting the whopper that you wanted um but you know the the thing that that you're used to getting you know that that came with it is now going to charge going to cost you a little bit extra and so sure like a lot of people are going to go well you know i i guess i don't really need the fries that much you know i that's fine i, I won't buy that um but you know i could see people being a little bit upset about that sure so what is the solution to this you know i don't know i i don't know what the solution is <sighs> yeah. i mean make they $50 I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, Zach actually, Zach, our buddy Zach Keys actually proposed a, a kind of an interesting solution, um, wherein basically uh, the, the 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 DLC, the day one DLC, would be um, free for anyone who bought it for the first like. Basically, it would be like a timed exclusive, where like if you bought, say, you bought mm-hmm. the game new within the first two weeks, you know, you if you register your your you know your download code within the first two weeks, you get the DLC for free, and then anyone after that would have to pay you know ten bucks for it or, or however much, because basically that way it, it rewards the people who who support them enough to buy the game day one or you know w- within the first couple of weeks of of, of launch, um, you know, by, by giving them the DLC for free. And then after that, you know, you'd have to pay a little bit more. Which I mean, that that seems reasonable enough to me. I mean, I know that, that yeah, some well, other companies have done that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, this is EA that we're talking about, so I highly doubt that they do something so reasonable. Right. So you know, I honestly I don't know what the perfect solution is. I mean, that sounds like a great solution to me. Um, they uh, uh, some other people have have suggested maybe just you know like it doesn't matter if it's ready on day one, but maybe just like push it back. 
you know, push it back a couple of weeks or a month or so. Um, it's just, it's the perception that people have of, of day one DLC being paid for. You know, basically the perception of, like, you know, is this content that was cut out of the original game and then packaged separately for purchase? I think that's what people kind of have a problem with. Well, and they came out and said that that wasn't the case with this. Right, it almost never is. But... You, con- but it's... You, you content lock a game four months out, and then those four months, they make a DLC thing. Yeah. Sure, sure. Which, but I mean, I mean at, at that point, though, the decision to make it a paid DLC seems somewhat arbitrary, considering the pattern that they've had in the past. That's true. It's um, and I think a big, well, obviously, a big part of this is the content like that's going into it. Because I mean, it's been they announced a long time ago that the uh, collector's edition was going to have this. You know that. DLC that was specific to the the collector's oh, yeah. edition, and um, it wasn't until you know earlier in the week when <clears throat> I think it was like Microsoft accidentally listed the DLC you know on the marketplace or whatever, so we, people could read the description and it said Prothean you know so that's a big pretty big uh, pretty big deal right there and I mean then you you know once people start finding that out. It's just you know the internet and people start getting ridiculous, <laughs> and uh, I mean there's still like a valid argument in the background, but then there's all this noise too. So I don't know. It's it's a pretty complicated thing that happened this week, but there's uh you know there's it, there's arguments on both sides, I guess, like everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I feel like that you know that this is. Just kind of, you know, further evidence of of EA's kind of influence on Bioware. Um, yeah, and I, definitely. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't like it. Um, I, I liked Bioware when they were, you know, more independent. But, um, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, I mean, they, they did the same thing with, with Dragon Age 2. Um, they had day one paid DLC as well. But... Um, you know, my understanding is is that this this character, this Prothean character in the Mass Effect Three DLC, he's still in the game no matter what. Like whether you have the DLC or not, he's still in the game. Um, okay. But he he can't be a member of your party of, of your of, yeah. He can't be a member of your party, and and you can't do his his like personal story unless you've paid for the DLC. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, and that's another thing because of like. A supposed leaked script from a long time ago, you know, this could have like ramifications on what endings you have available to you, which that would be a pretty shitty thing to do to have to pay $10 to get like a specific ending. So that's another thing yeah. that people would get mad about. Sure. Um, well, and we'll have to see how that goes. You know, I mean, we, we don't know exactly, exactly how that's going to play out until the game actually comes out. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's all still like they're not going to tell you exactly what's happening with this stuff, and you know we'll have to just find out, and then everyone will be decide at that point. Sure. I don't know. It seems like it would have been an idea to make the like collector's edition specific DLC to be just like a bunch of missions, not a character, you know, because that's gonna get people riled up. But if it's just like missions, or I don't even know, could be. Well, it seems like it would have been. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I mean, you know, looking just looking back at like Mass Effect Two, I mean, looking at some of the the paid DLC that they had, I mean, the uh, Kazumi Stolen Memory was a really fun series of missions, but it didn't have it didn't yeah. have any bearing on the major story at all. Um, Firewalker, 
you know, had nothing to do with the story. That was free, but uh, that had nothing to do with the with the main storyline. Uh, Overlord had no impact on the main storyline. Um, it was pretty awesome, though. It, it was it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shadow Broker didn't really impact the main storyline, although I, as I understand it, the events that took place in Shadow Broker are like like are considered canon for Mass Effect Three. Um, but you know, none, none of the paid DLC really mattered in, as far as the overall story went, uh, which was great. So, you know, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, I I like I had already purchased the collector's edition before I really knew much about this anyway. So, like, I'm getting it anyway. But um, you know, it's still kind of weird and a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, hey guys, the uh, the PS Vita. Uh, that that's a thing that came out finally. It came out in America, and uh, <laughs> I with a bang. I I am having a hard time caring about that thing. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's cool, you know, like it's cool, but I I don't know. There, there's there's nothing there that I really care about. Not a, not at all. Hey, I don't I don't even really understand like. The, the back touch screen. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a weird Hand, thing. I mean, handheld gaming has moved so far onto phones that paying 500 bucks for a handheld console at this point seems like something a fucking caveman would do. Oh, is that is that how much the PS Vita costs? No. It's, no. Got, it's like 350 It's 250 it, It's 250 Yeah. Plus a memory card, plus games. Ha- half, of, right. half of 500 Okay, plus a memory card, plus Just a game. Saying. Probably three fifty. Whatever. Okay. And they did this shitty thing where they have like proprietary memory cards. Oh, I know. Yeah, right, That's exactly. so dumb. That's the worst. It, it, they look. Been... They look so much like micro SD cards too, but they're not. Yeah, there's, there's, it's basically just like like a very small like physical difference, but um, yeah, it's that, that, that's that's really bad. And I agree with you that proprietary or that that uh, back touch screen. I don't know. It looks kind of dumb. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it just came out, so I mean, there's no like killer app for it or anything. I I mean, I I've enjoyed my 3ds because I have like you know the Mario and Zelda these games that have come out well after the launch. So I don't know. It's We'll have to wait and see. I know it's still not selling that well in Japan, so yeah. I uh, I saw a report that um, like first week sales were somewhere in the like 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 hundreds of thousands, and then like second week it was like eighty five thousand. Like it was a humongous drop off. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, again, maybe maybe they're just you know maybe they just need some better games for it like i i know that that uh they announced a while ago and we talked about on the show uh a while ago that the um they're planning on like remaking Final fantasy 10 you know and putting that out that i could see that selling pretty well for them um i i personally don't plan on buying one um even though i'm kind of a a, a gadget guy but um yeah you know we'll see we'll see how it goes how much is 32 gigs worth what um, for their memory cards no, I, in a normal sense, how much is thirty-two gigs worth? Twenty bucks? Yeah, you could probably. Yeah, yeah, you could probably get like a USB flash drive for that, or like right. a, I don't know how much a, like yeah. an SD card in thirty-two gigs would cost. A Vita thirty-two gig card is a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah, obscene. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's especially. I mean, they're probably pretty large games. You know, if you have to download them. 
Well, and you know, I, I think that 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 will always be Sony's downfall is that they always try to get people to adopt their bullshit proprietary format, and it's like, no, they, like that's that's what hamstrings you, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, Blu-ray took off. I'll, I'll give them that. You know, Blu-ray, Blu-ray did, you know, did really well. But, um, you know, like, UMD, like, nobody fucking wanted UMD. Like, nobody wants <laughs> this bullshit proprietary format that they're using for the PS Vita. Like, stop doing that. Like, you you will reach a, a wider audience if you don't do that. Is Blu-ray doing well? That's a legitimate question. Do people yeah. buy Blu-ray movies? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Blu-ray, Blu-ray actually is doing pretty well. That's amazing to me, that people still buy movies. Well, I, I, I think that, that, that a lot of it came down to uh, cost, you know, like, because when Blu-rays first came out, like, I was working at Best Buy when Blu-rays came out, and it was like, hey, you want to buy a Blu-ray? That'll be $45, please. Well, fuck (laughs) you. You can go to hell. But, you know, Blu-rays at this point are only slightly more expensive than a DVD. Um, And, you know, some people, like, if you have the uh, um, sufficient high-definition setup, then, you know... you know, people, Blu-ray will give you a little bit of a benefit if you're into that sort of thing. So, you know, yeah, Blu- Blu-rays are doing well. Fucking, man, troglodytes. <laughs> well, you I, people. No, I, you I, people. I, you people I, what are you talking about, sick. you people? I don't buy Blu-rays. I don't have a, I don't have a Blu-ray nah, player. The people out there, the people out there. Like my girlfriend. I have two. Make me sick. No, I mean, my girlfriend is, uh, is super into Blu-ray. Um, she loves Blu-ray. And, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, I could, if you if you're really into you know like like you know like no I I need to have like the most you know high definition you know stuff like sure um, you know like a digital copy is not going to get that for you you know um, so yeah I I can see it I guess Blu-ray Blu-ray people go fuck yourselves wow <laughs> I said it okay um hey 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 um this was from a while ago did you guys ever um, hey hey yeah. hey hey uh. Did you ever pull money together to split a copy of Dark Souls? No, not yet. Mm-mm. Think you'll ever do that? Yeah, I yeah, still plan eventually. on doing it, sure. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Uh, was, was that it? or? <laughs> well, I, I think I think we reached a dead end with the Blu-ray, so what's up? Uh, oh, what's, okay. What's, what's the news? Idle yeah. Thumbs. Uh, Idle Thumbs. They're, they're, doing, they're doing a Kickstarter campaign, right? That's the thing. Pretty successfully, yeah. Yeah, they've, they're up to almost $100,000. Um, Pat, can you give some background? Because uh, neither Chris nor myself are familiar with uh, Kickstarter, not, not Kickstarter, with uh, Idle Thumbs. Um, what, what is that? Uh, I think it was like in 2003 or 2004, they started a website, Idle Thumbs, and it was just like industry insiders or people that worked in the industry and they wanted to write articles and like pieces and stuff. But uh, I think they eventually just abandoned that format. And then in like 2008, they came back and decided to just do a a podcast. And the the format was that there is no format. It was just going to be like a totally off the cuff, like discussions, uh, no restrictions or anything. And um, each, each of the people that, uh, were in the podcast, you know, they each either worked at a game company or like press or something like that. And, uh, they all have like, they could definitely articulate, you know, their stories pretty well. And, um, the one guy, Chris Remo, he's like the main, uh, host pretty much. He, he always has a, like a way of 
telling his experiences that they're always really funny or just make him want to play whatever game he's talking about. And uh, so they had a, a run in 2008. I'm not sure how many episodes, but they took a break because someone like would get a job at the other side of the country or something. Then they came back like a year later and did another run of episodes. And then the same thing happened. And they're all back in San Francisco um, where they started. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so so why um, like why a Kickstarter campaign to uh, you know to to start doing their podcast again? I think they want to have like an actual space to record, other than like an apartment and you know why equipment and hmm? what? Why pa- what? Patrick? I'm gonna tell you something. Right, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Hit me. This is the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever seen Chris in my really life. Chris really hates this. <laughs> really? This fucking... This is... This is disgusting. This is... this. Is, they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. This Why is that? the most pandering fucking bullshit well, I've ever seen. you know what? I'll... I'll they, to, well, to, they, to buttress Chris's argument... I Hold on, Chris. Whoa, I'm buttressing hey. your argument. Well, uh, not until hey. I have the show. <laughs> to, uh, to, to buttress Chris's argument, I, I, I will say this. Um... Nobody asks for money to do a podcast. I don't care who right. you are. I don't care how good your podcast is. Um, you know, uh, Giant Bomb, they don't ask Ricky, for money Ricky, to do their Ricky podcast. Ricky Gervais is the only person that I think I, charges for a I podcast. don't know about that. Uh, right. I don't know anything about that. Game He's r- like the one. Talk Radar, um, you know, they the, the, the podcast that, you know, largely inspired us. They do not ask for any money to do their podcast. Um you know, we don't ask for any money to do our podcast. You know, like like podcasts in general are something that to me it just seems like it's kindly like a like an accepted thing of just like, no, you're you're gonna take a couple hours out of you know, out of your week to to do this thing. Um you know It's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. Yeah. Like w- would our days, uh specifically my days, uh and weekends be a lot easier if we didn't do this podcast? Fuck yes. Holy shit, I could save myself so much time by not doing this podcast, but I like doing it. I love doing this podcast, in fact. Um, but but I don't want to charge people so that I can do this. So yeah, they I, asked for, I guess they asked it's, for $30,000. Well, I guess what, what I'm, what I'm oh, getting no, at is... No, that's not how it started. No, what I, uh, hey, hey, don't you talk. What, don't what you I guess I'm getting talk. at is that <laughs> I don't understand why in, in a... In, in an era where nobody is asking for money to do a podcast, why are they asking for money to do a podcast? It's not them asking for money for a podcast because they're not going to charge charging for a podcast. Like Kickstarter is more I, of like a uh, no, no, they're not. <laughs> they're holding their podcast ransom. No, they're not. How are they not? They're, they basically said, "Hey, thirty thousand dollars, we'll do a podcast again." You know what? For thirty thousand dollars. I would suck everybody's dick who donated money. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what they assessed, like, in order for the, uh, for, for it to what? say, for what? like, self-sustaining, because they want to have, like, their own space to record, and they don't need oh, that. Like I, don't an I don't even... Like an apartment? Like, 500 bucks a month? And Maybe? they want to have to avoid, because they have a pretty good, um, you know, listener, they don't, they don't want to have to, you know, stop again in the future. They want it to be able to why sustain itself for, you know, as long as they... I don't. I don't know. What? Why would they have to? Um, there's why would quite they a bit of information on the Kickstarter page. Like, I'm honestly not I've lo- even I've that. Looked. 
I, I watched I watched their off. video Made on their so Kickstarter campaign, angry. and uh, yeah, hate I was their faces. I I was mostly neutral until Chris showed me the video on their Kickstarter campaign, and and my biggest thing was just like I don't understand why you would ask for money to do this. Like it doesn't seem like you need money to do this. I mean, they got a hundred grand. I don't to do a I, podcast. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just what their fans have, you know, that's pledged to. That's, that's not anything to do with them. Taking advantage well, of no, it's not. Fans. They don't. They don't have a limit on. Like, they can't just say like, "No, stop, stop," you know, pledging to add this much money to our. No, no, you're asking, you're asking asking for thirty thousand dollars to restart your podcast is taking advantage of your. I mean, and they, that is disgusting. where they started. They did start at it's thirty thousand. Disgusting. It's disgusting, Pat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just okay. I no no. I, I it, to to me, it's just it's very hard to justify. Like, why do you need any money at all to do a podcast? Like, I mean, it sucks paying for it out of your own pocket, but every single other fucking person who does a podcast just pays for it out of pocket. Like, it's just, like like Chris said, it's a labor of love. Like, yeah, you're just, you're going to have to do it, you know? I mean, that's just, that's just kind of an accepted thing. I don't understand why you need any money at all to do, why you need any, any donations or anything to do a podcast. It seems to me well, like once asking you start- for the fans to pay their salary. No, no, I don't mm. think any of this money is actually paying for anything. I mean, it hasn't even gone through yet. But I mean, at the, it's not. It, it will because they met their goal. Yeah. Um. Here, I could read a, these couple of paragraphs here if uh, give you an idea. I mean, in a lot of money for bandwidth when you actually have to send out a ton of data. And that's at a considerable cost in itself. It's not $30,000 worth, but that was something that they would have. So they'd have money set aside to be able to pay for it, you know, so they don't ever okay. have to take down their archive. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let, let's, do, let's do it point by point. You're right, but again, everybody else pays for that out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this that, is also all. one of the more, you know, but that's, that's successful pod, that's gaming acceptable. podcasts that... You know, they pull a lot of bandwidth. Paying and... for host, asking for donations for paying for hosting fees is totally acceptable. I, I, but it's I, not, I, it's not thirty thousand. No, no, I, I can totally accept that. That asking for some help for for bandwidth costs is acceptable. Um, but in general, people just pay that cost out of pocket as an accepted thing of just like, well, this is something that we're going to have to do. Um, but you know, asking for I mean I mean laser time, uh, you know, at lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, you know, they they ask their fans, you know, like, hey, we've got a PayPal button if you wanna donate, you know, if you wanna donate some money to us, if you wanna buy a t shirt or something like that. Like I'm totally comfortable with that kind of, of donation ask for ing donation soliciting. Um, because you're not only just like, you know, helping out a thing that you like but um you know in a way you you're you're getting something cool for it too like oh hey i got a cool laser time t-shirt um or whatever but uh to me that's just a little bit a little bit cooler than just like you know like kickstarter 30 grand do it do it now i don't know well there's rewards for that too there's a fucking game that i could give two shits about that's actually I I and it's thirty dollars. You have to donate thirty dollars to get that. I don't want to pay thirty dollars for a fucking indie game. That seems that's really expensive for it for an indie game. I mean, like like just as an example, like on PC because that's how Kickstarter works. I mean, you, they even with the uh, even with the double fine one. That's they're I mean they set these milestones for you know however much you donate. It's just like charity almost, you know. 
similar kind of things work. I mean, because Kickstarter is different. They're, than... they're funding. They're funding a game, and they asked for four hundred thousand, which is a reasonable budget. And they're at and two they, and a half million. Would... Yeah, but they didn't ask for that. I'm not. You right. know, I'm, I'm not slighting Idle Thumbs for raising a hundred grand. I think that's great. But they, they asked for thirty thousand, which I think is well mm-hmm. above what they needed. And well, also... they're in the middle of San Francisco, and office space isn't going to be that cheap. But they, they want to keep this going space, on Pat. indefinitely. They don't need that's office space. That's what their plan is. Yeah, but I don't care what their plan is. That's part of the plan. No, but I don't care what their plan is, but my point is that you don't need to do that. You shouldn't ask for money for something that you don't actually need to do. Like, if you were like, oh, fuck, we can't, for for whatever reason, like, okay, let's say that they already had an office space. They said, wait, 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 wait. They said they wanted a well-miked room to do it in. Yeah. Go to somebody's house. Right? That's not necessarily the best solution. Acoustics are a big deal. No, no, no. That's not the point. If you ever listen to lasertimepodcast.com, you'll find that, I mean, their podcast sounds great. Their podcast sounds really good. And they record it in the kitchen of one of those guys' apartments. You know, they have some some halfway decent, they have like a couple hundred dollars worth of of equipment for recording, but their their sound quality is fine. It's great. I have no complaints. Nobody has ever complained about their sound quality. Um... So, I mean, just the fact that it has been done before for a few hundred dollars, to me, kind of is like, really, guys, 30 grand? Like, it seems like you're being a little bit too choosy with what you with what you want. Like, what you want to do could be accomplished for a lot less. Well, they're planning on expanding this project, you know. To a book club. Past just a podcast. No, that's, that's the second podcast they're going to do, but they also want to expand the website into something bigger than what it has been besides just the podcast. You know, you, you don't, you don't always want to do that outside out in a, out of an apartment. You want to have like an office to, you know, work in. They want to actually make this comes into asking for people to pay for their salary. No, no, it's, it's, it's an order. It's just like, no, no, it's just like, um, you know, investors, that's, really what it turns into because you want to start are, a people company are getting no, re- no return on their investment you're getting tons of it that's what the, all the content they're creating especially i mean everyone that's donated that's you know that's what they're receiving back is what they they loved about what they've produced in the past i don't see what the why what's morally wrong with this i think holding something ransom that people like and then asking too much money for it is where the the problem is. I think that's kind of a loaded statement. Well, no, I, I feel like here's my thing. I feel like if you if you honestly like doing a podcast, if you love doing a, co- a, a, a podcast and 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 generating good content for or podcast or that too uh, for people who like it. You will you will find a way to do it. You won't hold and a ransom have for thirty two no. times, it, and now they haven't for some reason. <laughs> and now for some reason they've decided no that now we can't do that the way that we have been before, or, or for whatever reason they've decided no. Now we need thirty thousand dollars to do it. And to me that's that's crazy. Like if you love doing a podcast, and if again, like I said, my life would be so much fucking easier if I didn't have to host this show and edit this show. I would love it if I didn't have to do this anymore, but I love even more doing this show, and I do it for fucking free. Our whole website is free for everybody, and it, we pay for that out of pocket because we like doing it. And we, you know what? Chris and I, we'd be able to play a lot more video games and games that we wanted to play if we didn't do this this website and if we didn't do this show, but it's a labor of love, and I think that that's mm-hmm. more important. 
And we that's have a labor of jobs. love for them as well. But it's yeah. not a labor of love when Definitely. you're asking people to pay you to do it. Oh my god. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Jesus Christ, you guys are just petulant now. <laughs> no, Holy no, shit. it stops no, it stops being a labor of love when you start going, No, you need to pay me to do this now. Alright. Well, you know what I mean? like, like, you, okay, you know, send like, them a very strongly worded email. No, I, I can't keep defending it because this is getting ridiculous because you're just talking around in circles. There's no fucking way I can win an argument about this because you're ugh. Let's fucking move on. Holy shit. <laughs> I told you Pat was gonna get so mad. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember having that conversation. That's why Zach needs to be here. Why? So he cannot talk to moderate this. Does he? Mo he he does occasionally step in and say, "Hey guys, whoa, whoa, whoa." I mean, I can see you're very you know passionate about how you feel about it, but there's a lot more information out there than you guys might be like even know because you haven't even listened to the podcast and you're not involved in it at all. You're just looking at it from the outside, and there's. Kickstarter works a lot different than, you know, just asking for money. It's more of like asking, you know, probing out for investors into your own company that you want to start. Yeah. Let's take a break. I got pee. Oh my god, I so <laughs> have to pee. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Goodbye. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, and, and you know... The, the, that was the, the most passion I've felt out of you, Pat, in a long time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good to see you impassioned, it really is. And, you know, I I mean, you know, like, like I honestly was not, like, deliberately trying to piss you off. I guess I, I just, I honestly don't understand, like, you should not ask people to pay you for a labor of love. That that's that's like my main thing. It's, it's just you shouldn't ask people to pay you for a labor it, because at that point it's not a labor of love. If it's a labor, like the whole point of it being a labor of love, is that you're going to do it no matter what. Like you love it that much that like it doesn't matter. You're just you're going to do it. You know. So you shouldn't ask people to pay you like that. You know, like it's different to me. It's different having like a passive system of like, hey, we got a PayPal button. Like you know, if you want to help us out. That's cool, you know, like, you know, if you want to buy a t-shirt or something, cool. But, like, you know, to, to me it's slightly different saying $30,000. We need $30,000 to continue this labor of love. Like, that just sounds so so weird, you know? That's just how Kickstarter works. Well, but it didn't have to be Kickstarter. Like, they could have very well just been like, hey, look, guys, Idle Thumbs is back. PayPal button. Help us out. Yeah, I mean, but Kickstarter is kind of a pretty new thing that seems to be gaining a lot of attention so why not try it you know see if the interest is there and apparently it is i, I think that's just the evil side of the tim schaefer being successful thing is that you're going to see lots of people just trying to take advantage of kickstarter like obsidian right <laughs> i mean there's been other successful stuff on kickstarter like some quite a bit right but obviously 
what we would know is, you know, Tim Schafer. Yeah, he he is the the most relevant recent high profile example to us. But it's used for a lot more stuff than video games is a pretty new one. Yeah, sure. Like iPhone games and stuff, you know, fifteen thousand for that. Yeah, he's, did he's, you see? Is Keith Bergan on there? <laughs> he has a Kickstarter. He has yeah. a Kickstarter. Yeah. Did you see how poorly the Mass Effect Three drop from space is going? No, hey, wait, 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 trees wait let's, not, let's not talk about that. Let's, let's wait, let's come back, tree. let's come back from break and we can talk about that, because that'll be kind of fun. You can just use all this stuff right now. Can we? Yeah. What's the song bringing us in, Chris? It was Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Elton John and George Michael. Jesus fucking Christ, seriously? <laughs> yep. All right, all right. Is it the uh, Princess Diana one? <laughs> no, that's Candle in the Wind. I really oh, hope oh, that I can right. get that on Amazon. Because if that's I can't, okay. I'll find it. I'll find it. All right, that's fine. Um, so we're back. Shit. Suddenly we're back. So so okay. So the Mass Effect three <laughs> dropping from space is not working out. I saw one uh, who was IGN was like, "Hey, we're trying to find the mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to find the uh, the Mass Effect from space." And it, yeah, it was like hung up in a tree like thirty feet off the ground. <laughs> that's the one in San Francisco. <laughs> like in the middle the red, of redwood it, forest. It was like yeah, in the middle of the woods. That was the awesome. one that was supposed to land in San Francisco ended up in the redwoods, ah. and it's like a hundred fifty feet up in the air. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the I one that was in like Las Vegas ended up in the middle of the desert in like Area Fifty One. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed there was in the uh, like the redwood pictures. There was this one dude that was like in like military fatigues, but he had this huge burly beard. It looks really out of place. Like you know, you're not in the military, dude. Stop, stop going to the army navy store. <laughs> he had wow. a gun with him though, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not too surprising. Well, I'm but, glad uh, that's going. So people are people are throwing like baseballs and slingshots at this game stuck <laughs> up in the tree. Wow. I don't know. Oh man, and that falls. Know. There's going to be just, some people dead. This is just not going well for Mass Effect. Seems. I, I mean, realistically, it seems like like. If you are trying to gauge anything with some kind of accuracy when it's falling from space, um, you know, <laughs> maybe talk to a NASA guy. You know, like you don't, you know, just ask a NASA guy. Hey, um, rough estimate. Where do you think this is going to come down? You know, I mean, you know, factor in prevailing winds and jet stream and all that jazz, and then you know, once once that guy tells you, you know, I I, I don't know. I feel like this just wasn't planned very well. Why not just cut the tree down, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or you could cut the tree down. Mm-hmm. Or what you do it's is... just a redwood. As God would have wanted. Yeah, it, it's just a 150-year-old <laughs> tree. It's fine. <laughs> um, or what you do is you start a Kickstarter campaign to hire a <laughs> yes. NASA scientist. You know, like, hey, we're trying to do this thing, you know, mm-hmm. so hire a NASA scientist for us, basically. Th- 30000 $30,000 will get us 15 minutes yeah. of phone talk time with a NASA scientist who will help us plan Fag. this. Faggots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the first time I've heard you drop a bomb like that. Wow. Pat, Pat is very impassioned about I, I never, I never use that word in a I know. sense. I know. I just use it in a, in a Chris and Rock kind of sense. I what are you talking about? I've never used that word ever. <laughs> No, I, no. I might have actually earlier in this show. I Whatever. can't remember. <laughs> Oops, Daisy. So, uh, some, uh, 
what normally happens in the third segment. Uh, there's new stuff on the site. There is stuff on the site, isn't there? I don't know. But, I don't check it. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that Zach has read our website once, so you know you're at least doing better than he is. He no, I, yeah, I, I noticed something new up today that looked pretty interesting. He said today at uh, lunch he would have the Skyward Sword review soon, so <laughs> look forward to that. Yep, yep. That that's supposed to be happening at some point, anyway. Fucking asshole. Yeah, I don't know when that's happening, but uh, that's yeah. partially my fault because I I did kind of call it for a little bit, and then I was like, no, Zach can have it back. Yeah, Sorry. yeah you did call it and then not write it. Mm. Well, well, I, I think I we're still waiting back. on some uh, some Skyrim coverage, too. God, why are we talking about stuff that's not on the website? How about we talk about stuff <laughs> that is on the website? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, my, uh, my Syndicate hands-on preview is up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. Wi- wildly out of touch with what other people think about that game. Spoiler Apparently. alert, I hate that game. That game sucks. Um, that, game is a, that game is a dick. You know, I, I, like, I, I was reading a little bit of uh, what some other, some other sites said. Like, uh, Giant Bomb gave it a 5-star review. Um, uh, GamesRadar gave it, like, a 7 out of 10. And um, the most interesting to me was uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. They, um, they basically hated the, the, the campaign. Um, and they gave, they said the co-op was not too bad. Um, they definitely liked the co-op a lot better, but they, they basically just like dragged the, the campaign through the mud, uh, which I thought was, was, you know, kind of interesting. Um, more interesting to me is that Giant Bomb gave it a five-star review. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, I don't remember the, the guy's name who wrote the, uh, the review for, um, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, but he basically, uh, said, uh, yeah, I, he tweeted this and it got like sent around like crazy. He said um, that uh, a My Little Ponies game that was a first th- th- that was a tactical game would be more Syndicate than Syndicate, <laughs> which is telling <laughs> because if, you know if anybody's familiar with with the original Syndicate, it was like a like a top down isometric like very strategic uh, like tactical uh, like turn based game, right? And uh, they said make it a first person shooter. Well, it. Wasn't even good as a first-person shooter, just by any name, though. I think that was the problem we That's had a good with point. it. Sure, yeah. Was, I mean, uh, I've never played Syndicate. In general, the, the shooting was bad. Yeah, was I did, I did not have lots of fun with that. I you know I I felt like I was just starting to get the hang of it when we gave up, and I don't know. I never it's, got any closure about that. I guess at the part where we were at, though, that guy dies, and then that's where it ends. Well, I mean. I was just getting used to like you know with the controls and all the systems and stuff which apparently was just hitting the right bumper or something but yeah I don't know it I could see at least from reading a little bit about how the, you know the rest of the co-op seems like you know that might be good to play with other people but the demo wasn't the best showcase for that Yeah um one of the things that I had read was that the the co-op actually does not scale um, with how many people are in the game, so uh, you know, like like when you and Chris and I played it, um, the game, the the, the the co-op was basically still playing like we had four people, which kind of explains the difficulty a little bit. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah, that was. I yeah, I'm I'm totally willing to accept that it just you know was a bad demo, um, but I I did not like that. I didn't like it at all. I'll probably pick it up 
when it's on a Steam sale, and I'll do a price drop of source about it in, you know, four months. When it's on sale. What? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be worth it. would do that totally. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. But I, yeah, I can't see paying full price for this game. No fucking way. Mm-mm. No way, Jose. Um... Well, you know, we we actually did not put up a whole bunch of stuff this week. We were having some technical difficulties with the uh, with our hosting again with the podcast. So, uh, a thousand apologies for that. However, the biggest thing we posted this week um, actually went up today, being Friday. Uh, Mr. Chris Linnendahl interviewed. I'm going to call him That's friend me. of the site, Pat Klepek mm-hmm. of he Giant Bomb. Um, that mm-hmm. finally went through and happened, and um, is basically off the charts as far Burning as page views charts. go. It, I think it, it's, probably, it it's probably gaining page views faster than any other article we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. wow, really? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Already it's already the second most popular article right after Snoopy Street Fair. Yeah, as of, <laughs> which took like a, like a week or two to get there. As of uh, like a couple hours ago, the last time I checked, it was at uh, just shy of 700 page views, and it went up today. Yeah. Holy so, shit. yeah, it's, it's doing very well. Yeah, um, probably in large part due to the fact that uh, Pat Klepek was a was a good guy and and retweeted that for us um, mm-hmm. to his massive audience. So uh, I doubt he's listening, but thank you, Pat Klepek. Thank you very much. Thank you, Snoopy Street Fair. No, fuck that game. <laughs> fuck that game <laughs> and everybody who likes it. No, they put eyeballs on the site, so it can't hurt. I guess. All right, it's not like Kingdoms of Omlors bringing them in. That's true. It's not. It is not. I'm that not game, surprised that though. That game sucks too. That game is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, stuff that's going up on the site. Uh, by the time you are hearing this, I will have up my part two in my weekly uh, weekly series about um, my my adventures through Kingdoms of Amalur. I uh, kind of come to a revelation. Partway through that I've been doing it wrong. I have been doing it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I'll, I'll be doing another, another one next week. Uh, probably going up next Friday. I'm and, more interested uh, in just seeing this morph into like a existential like self-reflection kind of thing. <laughs> it might get there. Um, the, yeah. th- this, this second part kind of unintentionally turned into like RPG theory and why do I play RPGs? I didn't really mm-hmm. mean for that to happen when I started writing the article, but that's just where it went. And, you know, I was okay with that. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how part three goes. Um, that'll probably be going up on Friday. And um, let's see, we're working on a couple of other features right now. Uh, I'm working on uh, with, uh, with hopefully, with Zach Keys, uh, if he can write a couple of paragraphs for me, uh, <laughs> working on um, a, uh, our uh, top five um, defunct series that we would like to see come back. Um, that was kind of brought about by a few uh, really awesome series that I that I just kind of got stuck in my brain that I I am really really longing to go back to right now, and that I wish they'd make some new ones of. So uh, hopefully that'll be going up sometime this week. Uh, Chris, do you have anything going up this week? Uh, I'll write up my SXX thoughts. And also with the new Alan Wake game, I'll play. Even oh, you're gonna play the first one. You're gonna be playing that. Holy shit! Yeah, whatever. Cool. No, that's that's cool. Because I'm not gonna I'll do see, that. I'll no. I'll see if I'm interested, and maybe I'll play it. Okay. 
right. I, I mean, I I'll, might. Play, I'll play demo and then see if I want to go further. Great. Either way, either way, I'll write it up. Sounds good to me. I was interested in the first game, but I was not interested in playing it for more than two hours. Yeah, I, 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 oh. I got the first game for free with my Xbox, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I liked it. I, I would have willingly paid, not full price, but I would have paid for that game. It was fun. I, I didn't yeah, play any I of like, the DLC, uh, but it was I like good. Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I I got the first DLC and I found it to be a little bit too difficult, you know, at least compared to what I want like how I wanted it to be. So yeah. um I know this uh this new uh was like standalone it's a bit more action oriented rather oh, than yeah. the story, which I kind of liked the story and the little bit of action that I had to do. For yeah. the first, you know, original. So I don't know. I probably won't ever pick this up, but <laughs> Unless it's yeah, I feel the sale or something. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Oh, you know, I I, I, should, I don't think I used petulant the right way. It was the uh, passion of the uh, discussion. Okay. So uh, you're not, you guys aren't childlike. So I just um, well, <laughs> you know, I, I I I kind of felt like you were not using that right, but I just kind of attributed it to you know the passion of the argument. So. His yeah. blind rage. Hey, man, no blood, yeah, no foul. Totally. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, so we are going to go into a segment called Burning Question for Answer. So hot. I was waiting for somebody. Thank you. Um, so last week's Burning Question for Answer So Hot was what game do you most regret not finishing? And uh, we, we had a few comments. Uh, we've got two new users. I, I, I know that I, I've been kind of bad about calling these people out, but uh, you know it's hard unless they actually comment on, on articles. But uh, we've got two new, uh, two new users on the, on the website. Um, new user, oh, I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize in advance. Terry Ray. Anybody want to help me out? Nail it. Terry Ray. Uh, another confirmed girl listener. We've got a handful of them. Uh, she said, uh, Gears of War 2. Uh, she ended up watching a full play at a friend's house while we were all drunk on New Year's Eve. Oh, well, at least I know what happened to Kai. Don't know who that is. I can't relate. I don't think there's anybody named Kai in Gears of War. I don't know. (laughs) Apparently there was in 2. Girls. Uh... (laughs) Our uh, our That's good buddy Pat at kgbradio.com. <laughs> uh, our good buddy D Bethel uh, also commented that uh, he really regrets not finishing Psychonauts, mm. and I have never mm-hmm. played that game. You should; it's pretty good. It I never finished good. it. It seems I know it's on GOG. Um, I'll get to GOG in a second, but I also want to acknowledge another new user, uh, John Newby, who is also following us on Twitter now, so thank you for that. Uh, John Newby said, I probably regret not finishing Far Cry 2 the most. I love the first Far Cry, but I just couldn't get into the Africa setting. Plus, I always had to walk like 10 miles because I kept wrecking my cars. (laughs) And I agree. Didn't the first Far Cry take place in Africa? No, it was on a No, it was like, yeah. Same thing. Which it's it seems like Far Cry Three is kind of going back to that kind of a setting, which I'm happy for. Uh, the Africa setting was not nearly as pretty to look at as uh, as the tropical island setting, and um, they, 
there were a handful of things that that game that that Far Cry Two did that kind of sucked. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that they can that they can make Far Cry Three a lot better. At least take out the. I don't want to get run off the road every 15 seconds. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's such bullshit. But goddamn it, is that game fun? Yeah, I think it's still it's like aged well in a way. Like it got a pretty bad. Uh, rap when it came out, but as people played it, they kind of discovered that it's actually a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I, I like the open world. I like the, the mission structure of it. Um, it's a fun game. There, there, are just, there are a handful of things that are that are kind of, you know, like glaring annoyances. But uh, I like it. I like it. So, uh, this week's burning question for answers so hot is uh, what game... Uh, conjures uh, birthday memory for you. So, Chris, how about you? What do you got? It's not a game, but I'm going to let you guys in on maybe the worst experience memory of my life. Wow. This might be part of what my problem is. It's almost certainly is, among other things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? And it's like 1996. <laughs> it's like 1996, 97. And the Star Wars action figure line has just relaunched, right? And uh so I'm opening my presents, blah blah blah. And then my whole family's at my house. It's my birthday party. It's like a family birthday party. And somebody's looking my dad well, I guess I skipped off here. Uh my dad raises sled dogs, okay. And we live yeah. in the suburbs. So we have like 10, 10, 9 dogs in the backyard. And I don't know if you guys know this, but huskies can fucking, they can jump. So uh, somebody's looking out the back window and they're like, oh man, the dogs jumped over the fence and they're, and they're running for it, right? And we live in the suburbs. So my dad freaks out. Oh, this is all during my birthday party. And uh, <laughs> jumps in his truck and he's like, you know, he has to drive down down our street, hammer across drunk. the road, hammer drunk, you know, <laughs> like, and he has to go, like, around the block and take some, like, major streets. We're in a suburb of, like, Albany, New York. I'm just going to go ahead and say your dad should have just put some barbed wire on top of those fences. Those dogs wouldn't have gone anywhere. <laughs> just saying. Um, so, there's, like, eight dogs that ran just out and like, Five or six of them got like hit by a truck, right? Yeah. So you know, my my dad comes back with like this truck full of like half dead dogs, right? Oh God. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's like freaking out, and like my parents and my family's freaking out, and like it's my birthday party, <laughs> and, and I'm sitting on the couch with like tears streaming down my face, and I'm opening up a Yoda action figure, and I'm like, this is the worst birthday ever. Oh, oh man. No. And I had to go, I had to stay at my grandparents' house. Why? Because my parents were fighting at the at the animal hospital. Giving them dead dogs. <laughs> yeah, Burning I, up dogs. I guess. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. The worst birthday ever. Wow, yeah, that, that really shit. blows. Mm-hmm. So like you must not have been really like like could could you really get 
emotionally attached to the sled dogs because I mean, like, like to me, it seems like, like you know, the, these are dogs that are just going to get sold to somebody anyway. Like, uh, could could you really no, get attached were, to them as pets? At this at this point, he wasn't selling them really. He was just raising them. They oh, were pretty much two, so they were they more were like pets. Much, they were like two dogs that mated, uh-huh. and that that became like six dogs. Okay. So it was pretty much, you know, just his pets at this so, point. Yeah, yeah, okay. All it right. wasn't like a farm at that point. It is okay. now. Now yeah. he has like 30 to 40, and I don't really know any of them. Yeah. yeah. But, they're they're know, basically just, just named like 1, 2, 3, and 4. Right. So This on. was just me, you know, at my, pre, my prepubescent, you know, just fucking... That's what my problem is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say, say so. I'm gonna say that that birthday, 1996, ruined me forever. Yeah, and also that your parents are dead too. That right, that's true. That probably also, also it's my birthday help. in two weeks. So the dogs ate him. God, Jesus yeah. Christ, Pat. Yeah. Well, you know the parents what? decided to make a sacrifice. They were like, you know what, these dogs need to live, so they cut themselves up into chili and fed themselves to the dogs. That's what people do. It's a it's it's love. It's a labor of love. Just like a podcast, I would and it, you know, never for some... people for months. <laughs> Man, you beat me to it! God damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! So that wasn't about a game, but it was about a Yoda action figure. Yoda, Yoda has been in video, video games. games. Yep. Yeah. So there, there you go. That's there fine. Go. Whatever. Uh, Pat, how about you? <laughs> I what, honestly, uh, I can't. No, I can't think of like a memory. Anything what's spectacular a, what's a about game, it. What's a game that you know you got for a birthday? I don't think I ever did. Jesus. Why don't your parents <laughs> love you? I don't know. I got, like, remote controls, cars and stuff. Ever got, Legos. Ever, got, ever get a game system for a birthday? No, that, that was always, like, a Christmas kind of thing. <sighs> Did you ever go to Chuck E. Cheese on your birthday? No, I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese. Did you ever go to the arcade on your birthday? Uh, um, no, not on my birthday. Pat, give me something. No, I honestly, I, I got really? nothing for this. Yeah, Christmas was, I don't know, bigger for games, I guess. Huh? How about you, Rock? Um, you know, it's 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 tough to say because video games haven't really played a big uh, a big role in my birthdays either. I mean, um, you know, like like when I was growing up, a lot of kids had. Like, oh, I got a TV in my room, and it's got my game system hooked up to it. Like, I never had a TV in my room until I was, like, 15 years old. And, um, you know, so we only ever had the one TV, and I, you know, I didn't have a game system for a long time. But, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've told the story before on, on the show. Uh, getting a Sega Genesis for my birthday was probably, like, the biggest, like, video game birthday-related moment. And... Um, it was it was actually really funny because like we my birthday was actually at a Chuck E. Cheese, and um, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah yeah and, and so my my uncle uh, my uncle Eric uh, he uh, he okay total total offshoot story but it's kind of funny uh, my uncle Eric uh, my, my my family like I, I'm like I'm like half Latino and half white um, and so you know we 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 tan pretty well um, and uh, my uncle Eric obviously a little bit more Latino. Um, he, uh, he used to work construction when I was like a little kid when I was like, when I was like four or five, he used to work construction and, um, you know, he had, he like, he has hair that 
kind of looks like a black person's hair. You know. So, <laughs> working outside, obviously, he tanned very easily. He was very dark-skinned. And so I remember, you know, we, we, we used to go and visit him at his apartment a lot. And, um, you know, it was mostly in the evening or at night. And he was very dark-skinned, and he had the hair and everything. So I remember, I, I'm like four or five, I asked my mom. I'm like, Mom, is Uncle Eric black? I didn't know. I didn't know how it worked. And uh, she, right. like, my mom, kind of laughing, is like, oh, um, you know, I don't know, son. Why don't you just ask him next time we see him? My mom did shit like this to me all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ask him. So, you know, next time we, we go and visit my Uncle Eric, uh, you know, I'm like, Uncle Eric? And uh, he's like, yeah, what, what's, what's going on? I'm like, um, are you, are you black? And uh, he laughs his ass off. He's like, ah, uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not black. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know. I didn't know that you couldn't have a single black uncle biologically. <laughs> um, well, not biologically. Adoption. Oh, yeah, you said biologically. Yeah, that's not yeah. bio. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, Uncle Eric, um, super cool guy. He he was the one who bought me my Genesis for my birthday, for my sixth birthday. Uh, which was the last birthday that my parents were married for. Uh, which is exactly Aww. part of my problem. Did he steal it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. As far as I know, anyway. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, like, like I, I opened up my, my, my Genesis at Chuck E. Cheese, and um, I'm, like, super thrilled and, you know, awesome. I'm like, oh my god, I got Sonic 2. This is great. And uh, he... He came up to me like what like as we were getting ready to leave, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, give me a high five." And I'm like, "All right, all right. I don't know what I don't know what this is, but all right." <laughs> and he's like, "Just just give me a high five. So I give him a high five, and he's like, "All right. Now later on, you'll understand what that was for." So, you know, we party's over, we go home, and uh, my mom is like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, um, Uncle Eric wanted me to give you this, too. Uh, this is the second part of your gift. And it was Jurassic Park for the Sega Genesis. And I was like, holy shit! That's what this was for! And, uh, like, like we didn't even set it up that day, because I'm sure that my parents had no fucking clue how to set up a Sega Genesis. And, uh, but, like, there, there was a kid who lived next door to me, who, who he, he was, like, a few years older than me, and uh, um, he, he was kind of weird but um like i i like i used to bother him in the mornings like all the time it's so, like i went over to his house the next day and i like knock on his door and like clearly i had just woken him up and i'm like hey you, wanna, you know you want to you want to play video games and he's like i will only play video games with you right now if you bring over jurassic park that's the only way we're playing video games today and i'm like all right i hadn't even opened it it was still in cellophane <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was it that was that was probably my my best uh, birthday video games memory. Didn't get a lot of video games for my birthdays. God, that story was long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I love that game. Ah, oh, that game is so good. I want to emulate that. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, answer in the comment section of KGB Radio episode 22. Um, what is your best? video game birthday moment and we will read that on the show we will read anything on the show we absolutely will speaking of reading anything on the show 
Um, I know that we, we've, you know, we've been asking for iTunes reviews for a little while, and we've got this contest going with Ebon07 Comics, um, where, you know, the, the review that we like the best will, uh, will win uh, a signed copy by our good buddy D. Bethel, as well as a custom illustration. And um, I just wanted to let our listeners know what you're up against right now. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, this is currently the front-runner review. Uh, we're running this, un- this contest until uh, PAX East. This is the uh, current frontrunner iTunes review right now. Uh, this is brought to us by longtime listener Amazing Lover. Um, I just want to take this moment to personally say thank you, Amazing Lover, for sticking around and for reviewing us on iTunes and rating us on iTunes. He brought our average back up to uh, five stars, so thank you. Amazing Lover says, Better than a sack of potatoes, but worse than a brick of gold. Known Griefers has one mission. Impregnate your ears with awesome. So sit back, relax, and listen as they deliver you a little baby called Entertainment. Awesome. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. So awesome, in fact. Um, I like the lack of punctuation. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to add punctuation there, but you know what? I'm not going to subtract points for that. Uh, the, the, the point was clear. Uh, so thank you, Amazing Lover. And uh, to the rest of our listeners, um, you know, go on iTunes, uh, rate us, um, and uh, write a review. The review that we like the best gets gets an Ebono 7 comic. Right now, that's your frontrunner. That's the man to beat, is Amazing Lover. So, uh, and also, I don't know if we've actually confirmed that Amazing Lover's a man. I think we're just assuming, aren't we? Big ol' assumption. That's fine. So, uh, you know, review us on iTunes, rate us. Um, follow us on Twitter at known underscore griefers. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write to us at knowngriefers at gmail.com. And uh, with that, I think we're, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Chris, do you want to say goodnight? Goodnight. Pat? I'm really not an angry person. We know you're not an angry person, Pat. <laughs> Four all the staff, and knowngriefers.com. My name is Rock, signing off. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Good. Stay, stay classy. So please turn on your magic beat.